0: friends, and welcome back to another episode, and should I say the final episode of season one. That's right, this is the season finale, so we'll keep it short and simple, but end up with a beautiful message to you all. I was originally going to speak about the mental health impacts to those impacted by sexual violence, along with mental disorders, suicide risks and factors, statistics, research, and the list goes on. But I figured, hey, I'll save that for a later episode, one where we can have a professional on air to speak about this and truly get a realistic understanding of what happens to our brain and bodies. So without further ado, we'll get right into this episode. I may not know you, and you may not know me, yet we share similar experiences, living with the same shame and silence where we have to keep our truth tucked away for people's comfort. As survivors, we are conditioned to hide our truth into a dark little corner with only our light keeping our truth and our experiences warm. It seems we're the only ones that can come to peace with our truth, validate our truth, and truly tune in to the infinite amount of galaxies our truth has to offer us to heal. I will there are probably days where this light of ours starts to flicker and burns out, eventually letting our truth succumb to the darkness overshadowing us. If you didn't understand the message I'm trying to get at, I'm basically saying that as people who have been impacted by sexual violence, disclosing, reporting, or even telling a close loved one in our life about our experiences is scary and anxious. As humans, we're constantly seeking for validation and approval, which includes deep, personal storytelling. When it comes to sexual assault, sharing our stories is difficult. We're afraid the blame is going to be put on us, as it always is. We're afraid nobody's going to believe us. We're afraid that the people closest to us will distance themselves, leaving us alone with no inside support. Survivors choosing to keep their truth to themselves and only seeking their own validation is completely normal. In fact, nobody owes us any explanation of some sort as to what happened to them. It's up to them to decide who they get to tell, how they want to tell it, and when to tell it. There's no timeline on trauma and healing, and there definitely isn't a time limit as to when someone gets to decide if they want to share their story. Whether they choose to come forward or not, both are completely valid. Someone who chooses to keep quiet about their sexual assault is just as strong, courageous, and resilient as someone who who decides to come forward and share their story. However, that's the one thing that many people don't understand. We are constantly put into boxes with what a survivor is supposed to look like, act like, speak like, and whether our experiences truly fit in with the checklist of things that were created by society itself to see if if our experiences it's validated or not. This further embarks on an ambitious journey when our truth seems to bury itself into the pits of our bodies and brain, leaving us struggling to reclaim our power, agency, identity, and voice. These alarming myths and stereotypes that prevail in our world is hard to battle when there's a crowd out there that's telling us otherwise. Telling us that we're liars, telling us we're looking to ruin someone's career, telling us that what happened to us was merely a dream, an imagination, and to continue with their life as if nothing happened. To ignore our internal and external wounds and to not sit with our bodies and mind to piece ourselves together and address our grief at hand further perpetrates the realities behind an unfamiliar path to heal in which navigating it is all that much more difficult. The journey is all very much numbing. I know that, you know that, we all know that. There's guilt involved in healing, especially when we reach a point to believe our bodies and minds stop belonging to us for not protecting us. And in turn, we want to give ourselves away from normalizing the impact. We're giving away our power, our resiliency, our strength, our courage, our vulnerability, all of it. We don't want to do that. Our bodies are our temple. They are our home and our needs and deserves to be tendered with so much love and so much care, both patience, time and space. Time itself and being patient with our journey to, care- to take care of our soul can be an energy sucker when we refuse to put in the work to heal ourselves, to love ourselves and to show up for ourselves. We've had to hold our own hands, wipe our own tears and to support ourselves the best way we could, all while digging ourselves out of this trauma hole and do our best to fight and survive. We've all got stories nobody knows about. We've got our own ways to heal, our own ways to manage our emotions, and our own ways to survive. We've got bodies and minds that were violated, with permanent scars left behind for us to soothe, and those scars eventually grow out new layers as a symbol for surviving. Reconstruct your pain and rebuild it into love. Our experiences are not our shame to carry, but rather the abusers. Water your roots, give yourself plenty of light and warmth. Watch yourself grow from a seed to an involved and powerful human who deserves and is capable of an infinite amount of love. Don't forget to give thanks to your body for all the trials and tribulations, to your heart for still beating and being present. Don't forget to give thanks to resiliency and for the healing to arrive peacefully in soft waves. And on that note, I give thanks to you for listening and supporting me by being here every week. Cheering me and my guests on and centering your allyship around our voices in this podcast. That's a wrap on season one and you'll hear from me not too long from now.